Terry for breakfast on Triple M. It's time for this. For McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy. The footy got underway last night, and to talk about it in detail, joining us is the voice of sport, Daniel Rowdy Hobley. Good morning. Very good morning to you, Terry, and a very good morning to your listeners, mate. Dan, we kicked off last night. Brisbane Lions too good for the Western Bulldogs up at the Gabba. 16-12, to 9-13-67. It looks like it was going to be a bit of a blowout there for a while. In the second half, the Lions really put their foot down. Yeah, they did. I still think, though, there's some glaring issues going for the Lions going forward. Their reliance um, when they play well at the Gabba is directly. Um, the blowtorch is certainly on the directly on... Charlie Cameron, who was absolutely outstanding, played his best game for the year and just dominated. Kicked four goals, probably could have kicked six or seven, would have given three off. But um, look, you can only play who's rocked up. And I thought Brisbane were very, very impressive in that second half. That first half, though, um, yeah, they were glaringly staring down the barrel of a bit of a, uh, an arm wrestle. Uh, three goals was a difference halfway through that second quarter and the actual Bulldogs led four goals, five to one goals, five. So... Again, Brisbane's inaccuracy kicking on goal is um, glaringly um, standing out yet again. Uh, their reliance on Cameron, um, I thought, was again pretty glaring. Um, I know it sounds like I'm being very, very critical this morning, but I'm trying to see the Brisbane Lions in that form of whether they can compete to win the grand final this year. Um, I'm the one that's picked them to win the grand final, but I just still see some issues just around their midfield and their reliance on uh, their bigger names. I just don't think enough of those bigger blokes do enough. Um, Dana Hur, I thought, was okay last night. Um, one bright light, though, for Brisbane at the moment is the runoff halfback from Keaton Coleman. He was absolutely outstanding. Um, but it's, to me, it looks like McCartney, McCluggage, those types of players are going to have to have some outstanding final series, along with that key mids there of Lockie Neal, for Brisbane to be a genuine chance because... Even at the Gabba, they're still very reliant on their big names to get it done, which is disappointing after two strong seasons of where um, they've had two strong squads. Dan, we'll talk about the uh, Eagles. Uh, They take on Richmond on Sunday at the MCG. Josh Kennedy is out of the side, but coming into the side, Nick Natanui after a serious knee injury. He's been out since round four. Also, Zane True, which is a great Wheatbelt name, that True surname, will make his debut on the half-forward flank in the initial side. Um, also, Callum Jamison is going to be missing. Bailey Williams is going to partner with Nathan New in the ruck. Yeah, look, um, I think this is going to be a game of where West Coast will be looking to save face a bit. Um, my understanding is that's the 15th player that's been a debutant for the West Coast Eagles. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got that correct. But um, Zane True coming into that side, uh, look, I think it's outstanding for the West Coast Eagles. Rhett Bazo, of course. Um, was a cross half back last week. So you're really seeing the essential future there of the West Coast Eagles. Also, Brady Hoff, too, another good player that's got some classy ball use. Uh, the ins for Richmond, though, pretty handy. Kane Lambert will come in, um, you'd expect. Um, Sydney Stack will come in. Jason Castagna, so that's another goal kicker down there for Richmond who's troubled the West Coast Eagles in the past. Jai Cully, also, there's some talk that he's going to debut also. Harry Edwards, Nick Natanui, as you mentioned, and Sam Petreski-Seaton coming into that side. So, look, Callum Jamison, I think, has had a wonderful season in the ruck. He's competed hard. Josh Kennedy's being managed. And I would have thought that Callum Jamison, you would think, too, has been managed, being a young bloke in the ruck. So, the Eagles will give it a crack. You'd expect Richmond to win by four or five goals quite comfortably, though. The Eagles just not there yet. 
So it won't be a repeat of that 109-point drubbing that Richmond gave the Eagles earlier this year at Optus Stadium. Dan, we move on to the other WA game. Fremantle will take on Port Adelaide, the Battle of the Port Cities on Sunday. This is going to be exciting. Fremantle coming off a loss there to Carlton last week at Marvel. And Port Adelaide, they're outside the eight, but they can be dangerous. Well, they had such a shocking start to the year, didn't they? Losing their first five games. Uh, been a remarkable, you know, sort of middle point of the season. Ken Hinckley certainly got them firing. Port Adelaide had some great history here in Western Australia. They famously won a, a uh, final over here many, many years ago. Um, so they travel pretty well when they do come to uh, Western Australia um, and they have travelled Fremantle in the past. So, look, um, Fremantle, massive danger game for them. Um, Sam Sturt comes into that side. Walter's a veteran back in, Nathan Wilson. Uh, Connor Blakely, they've lost Liam Henry from last week, which is a big out for Port Adelaide. Uh, their ins look like this. Arazio, Fantasia, Robbie Gray, probably their best player when he's up and about. Darcy Byrne-Jones to come in. And Chase Burgoyne is debuting. I'm sensing he would be the son of Peter Burgoyne, the former premiership yes. player there at the Port Adelaide Power. So, massive game. Fremantle need to win, get back on the winner's sheet. Port Adelaide must win for them also. Fremantle, just. Going to be an exciting game there. Bounce down 3.20 on Sunday. So let's get a tip for the rest of the games quickly, Dan. Carlton and St Kilda tonight at Marvel. Change the game for the Blues, but I expect Carlton to win. Essendon and Sydney tomorrow at the MCG. I think Sydney can get this done. Essendon are a rabble. Sydney's ball transfer from the middle of the ground, I think, will win this game. Adelaide, Melbourne at Adelaide Oval tomorrow. Adelaide upset the days last year. Can't see it happening this time. Melbourne, I think, easily. Geelong, North Melbourne at GMHPA. Uh, North Melbourne. Moles will sit in the car park tee. Geelong, I think, by close to 100 points. <laughs> Thinking of our friends at North Melbourne. Gold Coast Suns taking on Collingwood. Yeah, I, well, I say that comment with a lot of, love, a lot of respect, but, um, yeah, North struggling, at you know, completely by the look of it. But uh, Suns v Collingwood. Um, Gold Coast for me. And finally, GWS taking on Hawthorne. This one's going to be a tight one, I reckon. Yeah, Hawks haven't been as bad as their form on the uh, the ladder looks like with just the four to five wins, but the Giants are made just. Thoughts of Dan Hobley regarding round 16 of the AFL. Now, big weekend for netball. The West Coast Fever will take on the Melbourne Vixens this Sunday at RAC Arena. It's been 25 years since any West Australian netball side has won a championship. Well, yes, and you look at the form of both of these sides that are going to the grand final, it's clear to me that you've got the two best sides that have made it. Um, of course, round four and round ten, which doesn't mean anything now, but the Fever were defeated by the Vixens twice throughout the regular season and famously in that major semi-final only a week ago, or two weeks ago, I should say, the Fever won 71-62. to 62. So, look, they're not going to hide um, from the elephant in the room here, the West Coast Fever. They've gone down in their last two grand finals. They lost to the Sunshine Coast Lightning, of course, back in 18 and 19, and then back in the 2020 season, uh, they lost to the Melbourne Vixens. So we have a look at both sides and really it's going to get back to the key, you know, senior heads, I think, from the West Coast Fever. When I look through that list, Janelle Fowler's going to play huge, a massive part in app there at uh, GS for the West Coast Fever to be, you know, probably the most important player on the court for the West Coast Fever. Sasha Glasgow also will shoulder a lot of responsibility. And I also expect a lot of responsibility to go on the likes of Alice Teague Neal and Courtney Bruce. And Sunday, uh, Jang, too, I think, will be another player that's going to be hugely important for the West Coast Fever. Um, we move across to the Melbourne Vixens. Uh, Mawa Komwenda, 
I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Apologies to her if I haven't. I thought she was quite good in goals um, last week in that prelim where they famously came back by nine goals, the Vixens over the Giants, to upset uh, the Giants in a game in the second half, which they took control of. But in the first half, the Melbourne Vixens certainly looked quite dodgy at times. Liz Watson also a massive key there for the Melbourne Vixens, along with Joe Weston. So, look, um, some big names in both fields. Both sides don't like each other. It's that Victoria-West Australia clash. It's us v them. Go the fever. I think it's going to be absolutely outstanding. Um, the grand final tipping off on Sunday. It's going to be the last thing you'll all do on a Sunday afternoon. Kicks off at 5 o'clock at ROC Arena. The Green Army will be there in force, and I hope the West Coast Fever um, can get up because I think they're deserving to win the grand final this year, but they certainly don't hand them out. And finally, Dan, over in the subcontinent, Australia taking on Sri Lanka. How are they going? Yeah, the cricket, uh, we have a score here, Terry. If you can just bear with me at this stage, there is day two has been completed. Um, as I said, the first test match, Australia leads Sri Lanka by 101 runs. Um, Australia 8 for 313 at stumps. Sri Lanka bowled out to 212. That happened back on day one. The test match has been played at Gaul International Stadium in Sri Lanka. At the crease at the moment, Pat Cummins on 26 and Nathan Lyon on 8. So Australia in control. Cam Green, uh, dominant. Rowdy Hobley, appreciate your time here on Triple M. You have a great weekend. Would I take? Good man.